Welcome to the Men of Action podcast, where we bring on men who are stellar, men who have risen above the standard, men who felt like a zero until they recognized that he was themselves, that warrior that wants to come out for them to become the best men that they were called to be. And today, I got Zach Small here. He's a family man who's in the military, and he's also the founder of the Fraternity of Excellence. So, Zach, we share the same name, and it's good to share the podcast with you today. Yes, sir. I'm excited to be here. We got the Zach attack going on, so I'm all about it. Yeah. Hey, the world better watch out. Two Zach attacks, high energy, high men. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to yeah. break the internet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. Because they thought one was trouble, two mixed double. Double the power. That's right. All right. So, Zach, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So one of the main things that people sort of know me for is I've been really pushing the family message online. I've been doing it for a long time. And so there's there's a lot of dad bods out there. There's a lot of dad jokes, a lot of these negative connotations around family men. And I didn't like that because that's not me. And so I'm, I'm focused on the father figure. I'm focused on being hilarious. I'm focused on maintaining a healthy marriage, being a strong example for my children, being connected with my kids. And so when I go online, you know, you see the opposite. You see it in movies, you see it in TV shows. And so I started to create content focused around still being a man, you know, an independent man, a man who goes out and does things, a man of action, you know, as you say. And so when you look at it, how can you be a man of action? Or how can you have a strong family unit if you aren't a strong individual? And so I started to help other men recognize that they may have taken their foot off the gas because of a lot of the societal messaging around what it is to be a father or a husband. And so basically, I, I kind of, before we recorded, I, I shared with you, I sort of stumbled onto this. In 2011, I started writing on Reddit. You know, that that brought me uh, to, to men's groups, men rights, men's things like that. That went over to the red pill. I started writing on there on intersexual dynamics and just how to keep things fresh in your marriage. Mm. That went to married red pill, started being a father, how to lead your children in today's day and age while maintaining a healthy marriage. That led to the blog in 2015, The Family Alpha. In 2017, I wrote a book, uh, The 31 Days to Masculinity. In wow. 2018, we launched the Fraternity of Excellence. And today we are rolling with a community, the brand, the blog, Substack, social profiles, like things happen and steamrolled in a way that I had no idea going into this. It just sort of, I rode the wave and every time an obstacle would try to bring me down and like, all right, who wants to listen to you? You know, this is enough. You've gone far enough. I was like, no, I can do more. So I had a full-time job, a, a full-time marriage, two children, full-time job. And I was involved in each of those while committing myself to full-time my online group, Fraternity of Excellence, as well as, you know, myself, my writing, my personal message that I wanted to share with the world. It's possible, man. Family men can do so much more. It just requires time management and most importantly, connection with other men to show you how to do it. And so I surrounded myself with those men and that's what you see today. That's amazing. I mean, I can't imagine doing all that stuff right now. Like just raising a family, <laughs> running, basically doing your own business, working for a business, and I mean, you that's really raising the standard. And I think you really hit on a key point of, and we're going to like, let's say like inputs, outputs, like what we receive in is what we're going to do. And I think you hit on a key point of basically the images of fathers on TV. We're back, like I remember back in like, let's say the 90s, we're kind of 80s, 90s. I was watching the 90s, but like Family Matters, which was like one of my all-time favorite shows where you had a present father. You had a father who was there and very stellar you know he had a good job he worked hard made mistakes but he did his best and then unfortunately growing up i started watching obviously the simpsons a little bit of family guy 
And then with that kind of stuff, it showed you like the stupid father, right? The father who was not a man of action, but of inaction. The father who would get drunk. Now do reckless things for his family that cost him quite a bit financially. And then just a lot of emotional turmoil. And it's kind of hard to say that you kind of watch that stuff. And for whatever reason, it was captivating because it was a cartoon and it was foolish, but just how much it really does affect you. You know, when, when you phrase it like that, it does have me questioning, you know, the I don't think it's a chicken egg scenario. I don't mm-hmm. think that they created those shows because they better reflected the family unit in America. Mm-hmm. I think that they created those shows as entertainment to capitalize on what was a segment of family units. Like mm-hmm. there were the funny fat guys out there. There right. were those funny fat fathers that were doing their thing. But to me, if a nation were want to want to grow, we would want to display and set the example for the ideal that we should be pursuing, you know, an aspirational father. And so I would hope, or not, I, I hoped, and I still hope, I doubt it's going to happen, but I hope to see shows where they show that strong father unit or that strong family unit and that strong father setting the examples to what a good man is. Why don't we see shows where there's a jack dad walking around doing his thing? Right. Like, oh, that's not what you see in America. No, yes, it is. But it's just like the, the segment has flipped a little bit. There are plenty. You see it all the time. A oh, lot yeah. of the men that we roll with, a lot of these men, I think about like Tyler Tote. Uh, yep. Think about, you know, Anthony Miglarino, Jeff Hague. I've got a long list of dads I roll with. Yeah, Justin. <laughs> so I, I got to stop right there. <laughs> yeah. But you look at these dads, they are leading with strength. My buddy Phil Foster is a literal, he created a supplement business, uh, but he's also a carpenter. Oh, awesome. And I look at men like that. I'm like, that's a father who runs a business in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. He is like the carpenter to go to. And here he is building a side business because bodybuilding's a, a, a hobby turn. Now it's his profession. That's what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why aren't dads like that? Because he has a daughter and a wife. Why aren't fathers like that shown on television? Why do we always see the idiot, the modern right. family guy, and uh, like the modern family father, as well as right. the family guy? <laughs> it's, right. I don't, exactly. I don't see it, man. I want to see fathers out there that lead men to being better men. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things too, where it's like you have to wonder, will it captivate the audience? Because it has to have the drama. It has to have the enticing factor to things. So one of the cool things that I hope gets done and hopefully someone who's watching this podcast will be inspired is maybe you'd be the one to go out and create that content because we're always waiting for someone to do something versus us taking action and doing it ourselves. Starting our own networks, our own platforms where it's a lot easier now to develop and make all that stuff versus back then and back in the day where you had to raise so much money. I mean, might start with to doing like let's say miniseries on YouTube or what have you, so that way eventually might lead to something. Well, when you look at it like that too, what are we doing right now? Yeah. We're creating content. We're creating the change we want to be a part of. You know, when you asked me to come on here, I had seen your message. I'm like, hell yeah, that's something I want to be associated with. That's somebody who's looking to grow something. To me, mainstream media is so far outdated that it's similar to to those who are stuck in like World War II. Mm-hmm. They think that big planes and tanks are how you fight wars. And that's not the case anymore. Like the war has changed. And so coming from the military side of the house, that's kind of where my mind goes back to, but take that applied here, you know, watching stupid shows to kill time and life. Like that's, that's so far outdated. It's literally killing people. It's like sucking them away from their family. But what if we had content that was streaming, that was individuals like us, you could catch a segment of this as a commercial. So instead of a commercial about people doing weird things, jumping in a car, being funny about Aflac, 
you could right. catch a commercial happening between mainstream content where it's a clip of, hey, check out this segment of this podcast or this YouTube channel. These guys talking about this way to improve your life. All right, now back to your regularly scheduled major content where you're learning a course or you're developing something else about yourself. To me, that's the future. To me, that's where we should be striving to go as a right. society because that is something that will make you better. But again, they're promoting content that they know destroys people. They know they promote smoking, they promote drinking, they promote uh, shattered families, they promote these things, and they know that's literally killing people. That is leaving children without fathers in the home. That is leaving men at incredibly high suicide rates, yes. women at incredibly low mental health uh, standards. Mm -hmm. And we're watching this happen in front of us, and TV claps and people cheer for it. It's just insane to me, man. Something's got to change before this breaks. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. As someone who kind of actually works with people who are suicidal, you know, doing my day job and everything, it's it's sad to see that there's so many people who just struggle with these thoughts and these ideations who feel like nothing and they feel forgotten. They feel they feel lost. And it really stems from, I mean, that's why, I mean, for, I can tell you for as long as I know, men have been more likely to commit suicide than women, about four times more likely for as long as I've known and Yes, there's a lot of different factors in it. Yes, men are a little bit more, can be a little bit more violent. So they use a little bit more weapons and have to get a little bit more drugs and things like that. So that way they act more impulsively and more recklessly. But there's a lot of men hurting out here. And especially where it kind of gets confusing about like, what are the, what are the good quality traits of a man when you have all these different messagings going on? When you look at that, you have to look to the answer. You've got to look to the solution. And so the way I see that is for me to want to get better, for me to know what's the right path, I need to look at someone that's living a life similar to the one I want to live. Yes. And so if you see a man who's living a life like, all right, he, he appears to have his marriage together. He appears to have a good relationship with his children. And let me be clear. I'm not talking about your Facebook highlight reel. I'm not talking about smiles on Facebook because a lot of that is, come here, smile, chink, or get away from me. So- <laughs> So I'm talking about somebody so really living this life. <laughs> so yeah. when they have that bond and connection, you can tell. And then what you do is let's deconstruct that. Hmm. How did that man get there? Right. And for me, it's it's always been the same, man. It's always been the same exact answer. They live authentically. Authentically, They live in accordance with what's true to them. They focus on being their best individual self. That's how they're the best father and best husband. You know, they focus on doing uncomfortable things and, and being open to change. And here's a quick little quip there. I was running the Family Alpha podcast and blog and helping men be better fathers. I've been focused on fatherhood my entire life, ever since my son was born. I came across Anthony Migliorino. He, he's a mentor, peer, and co-owner of the Fraternity of Excellence with me. So very intimate friendship there. Right. But he, he once asked me, hey, dude, I love your content. How many books have you read about fatherhood? And the answer was zero. Ooh. I had never read a book on it. I just was going off of my story, my sure. anecdotes, what worked for me. And instead of getting pissed off, I realized here's an opportunity to grow. I have to change myself. I've got to change the way I do this. And so, well, you can't see it right now, but one of the top shelves over here, the whole thing is just fatherhood or parenting books. So a oh, lot of fatherhood, wow. but also just parenting at large. Yeah. And I, I had to change though. So here I was at the top of my game doing me. Somebody gave me in, input on how to be better and I changed. And so for these men on top of everything else I listed, you have to be able to admit what you're doing isn't working or what you're doing isn't the best way you could be doing it. And so if you're down in your luck, why would you double down on committing to what got you down in your luck? Right. If you're if you're split from the family, if your mental health is is kind of in the in the in the dump, 
why would you think it's not time to change literally the core of who you are and the habits you have and the way that you carry yourself throughout day to day? These men who are down, they have to choose to live. They have right. to choose to live differently. And sometimes that means kind of getting your ego out of the way and taking the advice of someone that can really help you by setting a better example themselves. That's, that's, that's an excellent point because obviously as guys, we can get very defensive. Like, what do you mean? I've been a father for, let's say two years. Now you want me to read a book about someone who, let's say, maybe he's had a few kids long time ago, but they're not a father anymore. It's like, because think about how taboo that is, you know, think about how, how many discussions have you had around a dinner table or with your friend, like smoking a cigar, like, Hey, how are you as a father? What's your parenting method? What's, what's your life philosophy, man? Oh, Hey, how's your marriage? Is your sex life? Okay. And you're like, you can't talk about those things. Like, no, that's the problem. Nobody talks about those things. And that's why these men can't go to their friends. They can't go to any sort of real content, you know, that's out there. They go to TV. Well, TV is what's giving them the wrong example. So now we're back to family guy. Now we're back to the Simpsons. Their friends can't talk about it because it's off limits, you know, online, uh, from the mainstream is watered down. And the, the example they do know is only that set by their father. And I'll tell you right now, man, the parenting methods of the 1990s don't apply right now. Right. The world oh, has God. changed. It's a completely different children. game. Yeah. And so what, what worked in the past doesn't work now. You need to associate and surround yourself. And again, that's why I really dig what you're doing. And I appreciate what you're doing because you, you get new bonds, new connections, create new content. Go find those men. If you are looking to have a strong, connected family, that's literally what I'm all about. So you would want to go into that type of content. And so get rid of Netflix and chill and read Zach small content, read Zach Goodman content, listen to the pod. Like you start to swap crap examples with good examples. And now your behaviors change. I see what you're doing here, similar to the, the theme, although not quite as physical as that with Matt Boudreaux and Tim Kennedy with the Apogee program. Okay. They're building a school because they don't like what they see in the public school system. Oh, wow. So, yeah, dude, it's it's an incredible thing. And so I'm watching them build this literal school to help kids learn how to learn instead of sit at the desk. And to me, that's just like a physical representation of what you're doing right now. More content focused on authentic and real life applicable advice. And that's what I think people need because there's a lot of times that people just will talk to you or – give you like, yeah, how about this, this, and this, but it doesn't have time for that discussion of how do I apply this? And then how can I follow up with you to discuss it? So I think that's why it's so important. And that's why I love what you're doing with the opportunity of excellence and all the men you're doing when you guys, so I actually looked up your website and you guys have accountability groups. You have weekly calls. You have, Hey, how's things going? Guess what? This could be no BS. It's going to be 100% real. It's going to be 100% authentic. And because that's what it takes to do. And that's why I love I think that's what, you know, I'm really drawn to you is that you're all about, here's why I made a mistake. Here's how I grew. And here's how we should be. And this is how we do it. When you look inside, so inside the fraternity of excellence, yeah. we have over 160 men working together. Oh, wow. And it, it's not a weekly call. You know, there's, there's, oh, there's like pre-record. No, no, I'm, I'm not correcting you because there is weekly right. calls. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, in there on Monday, we have one of the men, um, his name is Kala, and mm-hmm. he's actually from Greater Forever. He's on Twitter definitely follow me. I just did a podcast with him. Solid dude. He runs a nutrition call and he he's a legit out there. He lives this. Like that's what he does. He helps people get their diet in order. Nice. We have that for free as a part of the membership weekly, every Monday, face to face, ask your personal questions on Tuesday. I lead a call with Anthony focused around mind, body, spirit. Maybe we'll have a guest on, but it's a round table where the men come together 
On Wednesday, we're talking sex and relationships. On Thursday, we're talking fatherhood. On Saturday wow. and Sunday mornings, I'm actually missing our coffee call today to be here with you. And so and that's every single week. Just so you know, I prioritized you. Every single week, those are going. The only spot we have open is Friday. And sometimes a guy jumps on there and says, hey, if anybody's free, let's hang out. That's every week you're sitting kind of like you and I are right now. And right. you're talking to them, except there's 30 plus other men on the call with you. Sometimes it's smaller, so it's more intimate. Sometimes it's bigger. So you've got a big audience. But regardless of that, men are making that time. And that's all on top of the discussion we have every day inside our forum. Mm. These men are talking about speaking about real things. These men are bringing real action items to the table. You know, the men who are top performers, they're right. sharing with those who are just starting out how to accelerate their growth. And so looking in that community, man, that's we're doing. We've created our ecosystem about how to do that, about, about not how to do that, but like how to facilitate the acceleration of a man's growth. We've gotten mm -hmm. really good at that by meeting where he's at. But the only way to do that is for us to get him to trust us enough to talk about all those taboo subjects I was speaking of. Right. Being able to speak about his marriage, being able to speak about his fatherhood, where he's struggling, his weight. You know how many men come on there and we're like, all right, dude. You, you keep telling us and writing stories and sharing um, content about how you crushed it, you know, with your finances and your bank account. But on Zoom, I can see that you have three chins. What's up? And dude, and that that's how the conversation goes. It's like, hey, man, I'm really glad you're making money, but it's not enough to overcome this. We've got to focus on your weight and your physicality as well. And so the guy's like, well, I didn't come in. Look, if you're here, it's about being excellent in all the areas. Right. And so we're never putting a man down but we're telling him the thing his friends won't tell him. We're telling him the things his wife and children, because they love him, won't tell him because they don't want to hurt his feelings. No kid's going to be like, hey, dad, you're fat. But you know what? Those kids are going to notice, dad, you never run around with me. You never go in the yeah. playground with me. We never go hiking. If you were fit, you would do those things with us. And so to me, when I look at that, I'm like, we're helping you. You want to be a better dad, but you don't want to work out. But you have to work out to be a better dad. Right. And when we can connect those dots. Now it starts to make sense. They start to see it. But it always has to come from the living example. I have to do this myself. Myself and Anthony, we have to set that standard because we're the ones running the group. And so the right. men, if we slip anywhere, they're calling us out like immediately. Hey, dude, you said this. And so it's it's a great community. You know, we've actually, we've gone public with a segment of it, but we can dive into that after. But sure. we're continually looking to grow as well. You know, so even inside a group like that, we're not satisfied. We're content with the progress we've made, but we're not satisfied. And no man should be. Right. I mean, you gotta you gotta stay hungry. You gotta figure yeah. out you gotta stay hungry, man. You gotta stay driven, or else then that's when you go back to that coasting. And then eventually you're just like, well, things kind of good, everything's good, you know, making some decent money and everything. You know, I have this food on the table, bills are paid. But then that's when you coast, that's when you gotta stay hungry, especially with how driven you are. You you do need that. And that's what helps you stay centers, man. I love how even groups can call you out and sometimes it's not easy calling out the leader of the group the you know the wolf pack you know well i mean think about it i mean with yours with the warrior kings community yeah. as as these men come in you know you guys are working together and growing you'll be surprised when you have a gap and they get you like hey zach what about that and you're like oh damn <laughs> here i, I am focused so much that. on growing this and now you got me like all right man you got like you can't argue you're like you got me you know i now i have to fix it though and the beauty of that, and this goes back to what I was saying about ego and being able to change is I know I'm not the best at everything, right. but I also know I will outwork anybody to fix all of those areas. And so to me, being good enough is a death sentence yes. because if you look good, let's say like in a medium V-neck shirt, 
You look good. So where's the incentive to work out? Well, to me, take your shirt off. Do you look great? Are you comfortable there? And so that's like that little gap because most people only see you in your shirt. So there's no, nobody's pushing you to be better. You look just good enough. You know, maybe it's like a 15% BMI. Like you're, you're sitting there, you're like, all right, I'm all right. Don't think about your finances. Well, we're, we're ahead a little bit. We're not, you know, struggling. So we're good enough. So there's no incentive to do better. You don't have to wait for your life to be on fire to go buy fire extinguishers. You don't have to let things break before you start to do the maintenance on them. And so for us in FOE, that's what the focus is. Do excellent things, not good enough things. It's not the fraternity right. of good enough. That'd be, I think that'd be a whole different community. Like, oh, no, I'm not going to run that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'd just be like, oh, okay, oh, you're, you're good enough. You know, you're, you're just talking about all these health problems. I mean, if a salad, you'd be good enough. Yeah, it's all right. Man, nobody wants to be all right. You know, you don't want, ah, it's an all right relationship with my kids. Ah, it's an all right marriage. I've got an all right sex life. I've got an all right body. Like, no, right. man, that's, that's apathy. That's, that's giving up. That's an apathetic yeah. existence that I can't be a part of. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm, I think that's like one of the kind of nice things about being guys is like, once we find like a community, like once we find like just like one person, we can just look at it and be like, listen, you're out of shape. Like you don't look well. You tell me like you're constantly tired. Like you need to do something. Like and if you don't know us, let's figure it out. Let's let's do something about. It. Let's just not just keep talking about the same issue over and over. Because guys kind of get it, especially you know if you have more of that masculinity to you, where you can kind of be like, like dude, you're a little bit of a dick. Most guys would be like, okay, fair enough. And that's pretty much all you need to do. Then it's like, okay, well, you know, I'll work on being less. And then that way, I'll be if I'm less, then I'll be more of a man of excellence. Well, I mean, I would say this is the embodiment of what you're doing. Yeah. You know, a lot. And I also, because of your work, I think that you've, you've also been educated on a lot of things that people aren't aware of about how like right. the mind works. Yes. And so I think that's why looking at just the way you go about things, I've kind of, whenever I engage with people, I'm like, all right, what's, what's making them tick? Like, how do they get to this? And so I can kind of see like how you got to where you are. And it's interesting to see you not just having learned it, because there's a lot of people who know what right looks like, right. but to learn how to apply it. And working on your physicality, working on being open about struggles and, and helping others do the same, what you're doing by example is removing the shame that exists in their head. And I think you know that. I think you understand that a lot of men are, they're embarrassed or they're ashamed to, to admit certain things. But when you go at it from like, hey, this is a place to do that. Look at my timeline. Here's, here I am. You've got the photos up. You've yeah. got your content up. Like you're putting yourself there. To me, that's, that's how you, like when they say walk the talk, that's what you're doing. And so in, in doing so, I'm not even sure if you know you're doing this, but in doing this, you're giving them permission to, to do the same in a manner that allows them to sort of get out of that way. It's like you've removed that obstacle from their head. Right. Only, only, not even by doing anything for them, just by doing something for yourself and the way that you phrase it. They're like, oh, well, that solved that. Now I can start to work on this. And so it's just, you're going about it a, a really interesting way in, in a way that I, I really like because that's how I... I share my story and with flaws and features alike. And right. so I, I go about it in a, a very similar approach. And to me, it's like, I don't even think there's any other way to do it. It's just honesty. This is just who I am, where I'm at. Oh, you're a mess. Okay, well, then I'm going to work in that mess. Thanks for pointing it out. Like, I'm not going to get upset. I'm going to fix it. And right. so to me, that's, that's how you're going about it. And I think that if more were to take that approach of just, here's the real thing, instead of trying to sell the thing, just show the thing. 
mm-hmm. you'll you'll see a lot more people rapidly grow because one, it's authentic, right? But two, it's when when I can, when you read a book about throwing a fastball, you're not really going to be a better pitcher. Right. When you go on a mound and pick up a ball and throw it and practice, you're now going to be a better pitcher. You're going out there and showing the reps in the real world, not just explaining the theory. You're kind of doing both, but I, I really yeah. like that approach. Well, that's why I always like to teach on the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is reading that book, understanding how to throw a pitch. That way you can watch the pitchers. And then the wisdom comes from gaining the experience and actually going out and doing it. So that would be going out on the mountain, throwing that ball from everything learned from, you know, the book. That's well said. So I like that. I'm going to use that. (laughs) Go for it. And, you know, that it actually took a lot for me to make actually that decision to be vulnerable because I'm like, well, how's this going to go? It's the internet and it can go really, really well, or it could be a dumpster fire. Did you, how did you get over that hurdle? Because I think that's a lot of men are there. They're like, yeah, oh, well, the internet's going to shame me. Well, I started talking to this guy a little bit and he was telling me a little bit about his struggles. And I made the decision of, do I want to be myself? Do I want to be my 100% authentic self? Because there, there have been times where like you kind of like a chameleon because you kind of fit to different situations. So I decided to just be my authentic self, my quirky, funny, witty, you know, kind of a little bit sarcastic, but in a, in a very positive way kind of manner that my role, if I want to be a leader, I have to lead by example. It means I have to show something within me that wasn't right. And I have to go. That's why I show when I was pushing, you know, 180. Now I'm down to 170. Yes. And making that decision to show that. And that it's okay to be vulnerable. Vulnerable is a strength, you know, but it's being recognizing something within you that's not right. So that way you can go on doing and inspire others. That's why I love the depiction of it's a leader where basically you have one leader who is sitting on his throne, kind of whipping everyone to move along. But then there's the leader who's actually guiding. He's guiding his troops. He's guiding his people that are following him. And that's him taking that risk of being vulnerable, being open. And so I made the decision, if I'm going to be a leader, if I'm going to be a servant leader, and that's why I focus on, I focus a lot on being a servant leader, was that we versus I, then I need to be vulnerable. So that's kind of how I got over that little stump. No, that's, it's a good approach, man. And I really like that story. And I think that's, that's what's going to help most men is to recognize, hey, I'm trying to be the person I think people will like instead of being myself. Right. But it's when you're yourself, you might have less people like you, but those who do like you actually like you. Exactly. And so you're, you're robbed of that connection when they like the person you're pretending to be. It's like you have to keep an act up. Like, like if Tom Cruise, like people look at him as, um, what is he, Mission Impossible guy? Yeah. And then, you know, Top Gun guy. Yep. If they like that guy. Yeah, but he's Tom Cruise. He's not that guy. Those are roles. And so if you're playing those roles in your life, they're not liking you, the top, the actor. They're liking the, the parts that you play. And that's 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 not sustainable for any sort of life satisfaction. No, that's, a good, the, that's a really good analogy. That's a, that's, I really like that one. It's, and it's also see, now we can exchange. You can use that one. <laughs> uh, hey, be Tom Cruise, not Maverick from Top Gun. I couldn't think of the name. I was like the Top Gun guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's exactly it, man. And so when you look at these things, I've actually recently shifted the way I explain it. I used to say, um, like you said, vulnerability is a strength. Yeah, I've stopped viewing it as a strength. I've started viewing it as a connecting tool. I think that if you're strong enough, if you are a man who is strong, then you're strong enough to admit 
where you're weak. And the ability to do that allows you to connect with others. They can better connect with you because they can see this man is so strong. He can show me where I can hurt him knowing that he can take whatever hurt that I can deliver. And so that's how I've, I'm actually going to write a longer piece on this because it's a little complicated and nuanced and only people like us who are into this type of stuff are really going to dive that deep. But looking at this, right, exactly. you know, the, the ability, like for me, sobriety, by admitting that I had to give up alcohol, right. that was me being vulnerable because I was telling people, not only am I addicted to this, but I can't overcome it. That's a weakness. That's weak. That's not a strength. But my ability to share that publicly, knowing full well who I was, what I stood for, and the ground that I was standing on, I knew by putting this out publicly, I was being vulnerable other people could relate. Oh, shoot. I struggle with that, too. I struggle. Maybe for them, it's it's drugs. Maybe it's pills, whatever. You know, maybe it's like me. It was booze. I have that, too, but I'm afraid to tell anybody that. So here this guy is telling them, right. why can he do it, but I can't? And all of a sudden, they start to have this discussion. I get a lot of DMs. I got a DM this morning. Hey, man, I appreciate you standing up to big booze. You know, I've been having a hard time with this. What, and I don't remember the question. It's something along the lines of like, what, what's your first step to making it uh, permanent or something like that? Mm-hmm. I get these DMs all the time because now men were able to connect with me because I was able to show that weakness and they felt comfortable enough to reaching out and saying, how, how can I do what you're doing? They're not strong enough yet to do it on their own publicly. I am. And so that's how I can use myself as the example to help them reach that level. And so it's not that the vulnerability is the, the strength it's that it's that's how you're connecting with people you know i, I really like that kind of approach that you do connection and to share pain with everyone and that's what pain should be used for not in a comparison but as a connecting tool i like that you know it's i'm a, I'm a i kind of nerd out lord of the rings you know smog yeah. he's the big dragon he was yeah. missing a scale you know to be him and to show the whole world hey dudes i got a scale missing if you hit this i die but guess what? You're not going to hit it because I'm that hardcore. I'm going to keep flying around and do my thing to be strong enough to admit this is where you can hurt me and still not be afraid of it. And I ultimately did kill him. But Smog had issues. Probably dad issues. Dad wasn't around. So we got that to deal probably. with. <laughs> but looking at that, I kind of look at that as the way to go about it. Like, hey, here's my missing scales. But you know what? I'm hardening them. So there's yeah. there's a gap there. But I'm building strength around it so much that the scales around it shrink it. And mm-hmm. so for my booze, you can't hurt me because I'm so comfortable with who I am. And the way I live my life, that even though you can say, ah, you can't drink, you know, you're an addict. Yeah, that doesn't phase me at all. Because look at, in spite of that challenge, here I am succeeding. Yeah. You know, and so that's how I've lived my whole life, man. Every obstacle has become an opportunity to show, yeah, what else can you throw my way? I've beaten every statistic thus far. I'm not going to stop now. And that's what I love. I love it. And again, that's what people get messed up in statistics. They're like, well, statistically, you're more like this. It's like, you do that as just an average so that, to show how hard it is to overcome an addiction. I work with people with addictions all day long, and it's a constant struggle, constant, where a lot of them, they know they can't take another sip. And so some of them have to attend AA meetings literally like every single day. And I'm like, good. Keep, if that helps you, you go do that. Because again, you're being formed in the connection of other people who are doing the exact same thing of, maintain their sobriety, taking care of themselves, having a sponsor and doing all these different variables that they need to do to keep themselves safe and clean. And it's a place where they can connect. You know, we're talking about community before, yeah. you know, and you're saying, Hey, you know, a lot of statistics are the average, 
again, it's not the fraternity of average. Right. <laughs> it's not the, the family <laughs> average. It's the family alpha. It's the right. leader. It's the fraternity of excellence, being excellent. You know, so for every man, it's look, you don't want to be average. So stop trying to act like the statistics says you should act. Be better yeah. than that. And yeah. I know that's that's a it comes across as like that, bro, be tougher, don't be weak. But honestly, it's just I'm being honest, you have to be stronger than the yeah. weakest thing that's calling to you. I had to be stronger than booze and my peer group. I had to be stronger than any sort of societal influence. Sure. I had to be stronger than the voice in my head saying, no, nah, go drink it, man. You're good. But yeah, when I, I did that, dogging really and you know putting down a man when you look at him it's like look you're nothing what do you mean you can't overcome this i think it's like when you kind of put a guy down and make him feel like dirt even less than dirt you know like the scum of the earth really i think it's when guys do that that's when i would i would rather have someone come to me like listen you're not leading how you say would do versus again being average or okay and just making someone feel okay or putting down like you're nothing like look at you you hypocrite it's like Everyone's a hypocrite to a degree. We live in a very imperfect world. We're imperfect people. Let's have compassion for people. And another thing, too, is that we need to recognize, and we need to do this more as guys. It's really, and I, this is why I love your community and how much it's grown and the accountability, is that we need each other. And we're so, like, there's a lot of guys who don't have a lot of guy friends. When you, I would say that is the biggest plague to men yes the men you look at most of the men that join so for me i left the military and that was right. one of the driving forces to both writing the book and creating the community i need a brotherhood i need a camaraderie that's me right and so when you look at it as to what you're saying a lot of the men who joined they left the police they left firefighters they left a college sports team they left a fraternal order mm -hmm. and they, they missed it so they find it with us right. the other group they never had it and they see what the men are doing and they're like, wow, like you guys are doing all this stuff because you're around men who do that type of stuff. And so for me, it's, those are the kind of like the two classes coming in. There's very, there's, I don't even know if there is a third, you had it and you lost it and you want it, or you never had it and you want it. And right. so they come together and they see some stumble across us and they're like, I didn't know this was something I even needed in my life. And so your point there in that connection, actually, that's what I was going to bring up. You know, myself, Anthony Miglarino and Jeff Higgins, we've recently created a, a public open uh, summit that we're running. It's called the mission of excellence. And so basically what we're doing is we're taking the stories, we're taking the, the mindset and the methods within FOE mm -hmm. and we're putting it on stage publicly. And we're running this. We actually ran our first one about two weeks ago. Yeah. I, had, I saw that. Dude, I'm sitting there standing in this hotel, uh, the, like the room that we had blocked off delivering this message. These guys are sitting there. And at the end of it, we ran a panel. It was a Q and a, and so understand this entire thing, we paid for it. So money's on the line. Our time's on the line. We're traveling all on a hope that this would work. I've never run a convention. I've never run a summit. I've never run anything in public. I've run like retreats for the yeah. men in FOE, but that's a different beast. That's not standing up and delivering right. a presentation. That's going out in the world and just doing shit together. And right. so here we're, is the three of us sitting at that panel and man after man after man started asking those taboo questions. Whoa. What about my marriage if this happens? This is a stranger. I've never met this dude before. Right. The next guy, he was talking about he was coming up on a year of sobriety and asked me a question about how kind of it, it clicked in my head. Next guy, what happens if I'm doing this and you know my, my wife or our parenting methods are out of, these super taboo things were brought up. And dude, I slammed the table and I was like, it's freaking happening. What we set out to do to get these men to start opening up in front of other men, it was happening. And so it that was one of like the highlights. I mean, it's we're early in the year. 
But that yeah. is like the highlight of my year so far to see to hear those men ask those questions. I realized that, as you just said, when you bring men into a group where other men can open up and share real discussion and they can speak to the speakers who share real topics, you see that bond formed like that. All right. they need is permission to be a man around men. And so we're actually running our next one on October 14th. So I'm, you'll be seeing a lot of content dropping there, but we're actually going big. We've got a few speakers lined up and I'm awesome. just pumped to release that one. So mission of excellence. Stay tuned, baby. Awesome. I love it. I love that, you know, you're making this sort of impact, you know, and that's why I really focus on this making an impact, helping one person at a time, one life at a time and helping one guy know that, Hey, being just to raise your hand is brave enough. Right. Yeah. That's that was what I'm enough, but it's an excellent move to raise your hand. I should say that rather. And then to then ask the question, when you ask the question, you better be prepared because you just opened the door. So you're going to get a can of worms. What's what's about to come out? <laughs> there were three of us up there, man. And so everyone that asked a question, all three of us were like, bam, bam, bam. And so it was cool. The guys like, oh, crap. But it was in the best of ways. Because afterwards, we had like a discussion. We went to a cigar lounge, whatever. And yeah. we're, we're hanging out. And he's like, that was legit. Like, you guys really went after it. Like, you didn't hold back anything. He's like, but that's what I needed. Because everybody else around me in my life would dance around the main thing. Because, yeah. you know. Like I said, the conditioning that's going on, you're not allowed to talk about certain things where the three of us were like, no, we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to tell you what we've done. It's there's very little theory being given here. It's it's majority experience combined with like knowledge attained. I know this works. This is not theoretically how it works. I've applied this. I've used it. Here are the results. Now you can take it, tweak it your way because your kids are different than mine, your life, your history, your marriage. Those are unique to you. So do it your way. But stay focused on this core element and you will find success and connection. And dude, it's just great to see him do it. And as you said, if we can get men to start raising their hands, even online, yes. if you can get men to reach out to you on Twitter, hey, what do you think about this? That act alone is sometimes is courageous enough for them to actually get things in gear. And so it's just a wonderful thing. And again, back to this and not to keep tooting your horn, but the fact that you're doing this, it shows that you're putting the content out there. All they have to do is like, walk in the door you've already opened it for them just listen to the podcast you have questions ask you've made it so clear for them that i i don't see anything you've removed all resistance oh wow that that means a lot so i work just like you i work incredibly hard you know working a sometimes 10 12 hour day easily and then trying to produce as much content as i can just to make that impact help because in my mind and this came from Probably one of my favorite guys to watch is Eric Thomas, E.T., the hip-hop preacher. I just, I love that guy because of his energy and, like, what he brings out. He goes, you know, you need to give 120%. If you want to do something, you need to, like, he was talking about a story about how he felt bad because he didn't have a video out by, like, let's say, 4 a.m., like, the next day. That there was some mess up. He didn't get it. Now it wasn't released until, like, let's say, a couple hours later. Because in his mind... There's someone who out there who's up at 4 a.m. who's looking for content, someone who needs his message. And so that, that's always always at the forefront of my mind. And that's why I really try to tell people, it's like, be intentional, be specific and go after it. Like you have to have a plan and you have to do the best that you can and understand you're going to fail a whole bunch. And you're going to make a whole bunch. You can make, you can spend four or five hours on a video and they only get six views, but guess what? <laughs> One of you, because it's one person who trusted you to watch, at least give you a content, you know, an attempt. And, and a group for Twitter, I put one follower is someone who's 
willing to put their life into your hands. Because I know a lot of people get so consumed over the following amount. Oh no, I only have, it's like, you have like, you can have like 50 people. It's like, that's 50 real people. Okay, maybe two bots. We'll, we'll give people the benefit of the doubt, two bots. <laughs> but it's 50, it's 48 people, I'd say. Who's willing to give you a shot to see what you're about, to see if you can make their lives just a little bit better, whether it's brightening up their day with some humor, whether it's putting down some knowledge and some facts and some fire. Oh, and this, is, this is exactly why I write content the way I write it, is I, I always try to remember that there's a person on the other side of the screen. And I think yeah. if more people were to approach it like that, they would, they would have a better understanding as to how to share their story or how to improve their life. Like There are people who go online for the sole purpose of causing chaos. But oh, a majority wow. of people are good people and they're online because they want to learn something. Now, whether they can overcome their preconceived notion as to what right is, that's a different story. Right. There are a lot of good people who think that their way is the way and they're not right. open to change. So those people, it's it's a little different because I'm like, look, I'm, I'm not here to change your mind. I'm here to show you my story. If you want to change your mind, go ahead. If you don't, I'm not here to sit and debate with you online. I've got a life to live. But looking at it from that angle, when you put out content that can help and content that can improve, not just entertain, and specifically if that's your goal if your goal is just to grow followers man drop the memes drop the videos like make people laugh you'll grow that's just not my approach i'm trying to run a brand that actually helps people similar to yourself and it must be in the zacks because we got uh, zach hommel who's out here doing the same thing so all the zacks i know are ripping (laughs) and doing really well but we're here to help people and so therefore our message has to be catered to that and from there that means our mindset has to be focused around it's not about the followers it's about the impact i would rather i think i have like thirty-three thousand right now I would rather 33,000 followers that watch and listen and apply what I do than 333,000 who don't do anything and don't engage and don't change because I'm like, I'm trying to work with people, not just be in charge of people or, or be a perceived authority. I promise I'm telling you right now, man, I've never come off a podcast and had my wife or kids say, Oh, I love you so much because of how many followers you have on Twitter. Like, no, I've, like I've never had my wife say I'm so attracted to you because you have a hundred thousand followers on Twitter. Like that's not a thing, man. Twenty thousand followers because of that. <laughs> like, look at me, you know. All of a sudden, I'm Mr. Bravado Machismo over here. I got thirty thousand followers. Like, no, man, that's not how it works in the real world. So that's I don't ever get that confused. Like that's grow, don't grow. I don't care. I'm gonna keep writing, creating my content. I try to do so in an effective manner because as you grow, you can reach more people. So I do like high quality content. But in no way is that my metric of success. Right. There's a small amount so that people are getting, you, getting a little bit noticed. And then that just gives you more of that, you know, that fire to keep on going that, okay, cool. More lives are potentially being impacted. More I mean, it's either that or it's just a huge cope and I'm just making myself feel better. You know, one of those things. You tell me. You're so, you can analyze me. You know, it's I one of those areas I'm oh, calling. Man. All right. <laughs> See, you just open the door. Get the notepad ready. Well, you got a bunch of books behind you, so at least you can always go back to be like, let's see if he's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's good, man. But I think, honestly, that also leads to sustainability. Yeah. You know, when we talk about men wanting to be better men, well, you've got to do so in a sustainable manner. So that means you can't go balls to the wall on your workouts, and you right. can't flip your marriage over, and you can't start coming down to the kids differently. You've got to take gradual steps that are permanent in the right direction. And that's, over time, those one-degree adjustments will turn your life 360. And that's why I see people, I think, kind of make a mistake, actually, because I see this all the time in my practice is that people want to change now and they want to change everything. Like I'll have people list 20 different things in 10 seconds, right? I'm like, awesome. What are the top two things that you want to improve upon? Just two. 
because if you do, I found if you do more than three, it's too much. And we focus on not necessarily a year, but maybe three to six months. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how can we improve in three to six months about one or two areas that you hit hard? I mean, you hit hard, you come, we talk about it and we improve it. And I, that's how I approach the Warrior Kings, the same thing. You know, I had guys list a whole wazoo of goals. So I did a lesson on goals and all of a sudden, guess what? Their goals are amazing. They're succinct. They're put together. They're not doing too much where you're going to burn yourself out. So focus on doing the small increment change. That's why I love the notion of get 1% better, whether that's a day, whether that's a week. It just means you're trying. Even if you just try, you're, you're doing, you're speaking marbles. People, what is it? They, they overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in a month. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they have these grand visions, but it's like, just get the small things right, man. Yeah. You know, for me, like to, to dial in my health, to dial in my, my relationship, I, like just my life in general, I had to start looking at like one to two to three areas. Like you're saying those three things. Yeah. And it's like, all right, let me work on these. Like, let me get more consistent with fitness. Let me make sure I'm dedicating time to my mental health, which bled into the sobriety. Right. And then just let me ensure that I'm balancing my time because there was a time where I was burning out from doing all the things I do. Oh, sure. Easily. I was trying to be everything for everyone and I was doing it. <laughs> but it was at the expense of like my insides. And that led to the drinking to calm the brain down because I didn't know how to health turn it off in a healthy manner. I didn't have any good coping mechanisms. And so like, I kind of had to reevaluate it, put it all in front of me, kind of like, you know, Iron Man, when he could like pull the screen in and pull the yeah. things out. I was doing that with my life. I'm like, all right, okay. if I get rid of booze, then I can bring in healthier connection. If I bring in healthier connection, I can be more peaceful. If I'm right. more peaceful, then I can better connect and deliver my message. And so I, I basically had to deconstruct and then reconstruct how I went about being Zach small. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, it helped me understand that for me to get to the level I wanted to get to, I had to start acting like a man who deserves that level. And mm-hmm. so that led to a lot of changes. You know, I'm still, I'm always changing. I'm always looking to right. improve. In this conversation, the things I'm listening from you, I'm like, all right, where can I better tweak that? Or how can I apply that to my life? You know, what can I do to make me better? Right. And so it's just, it's a continuous pursuit of excellence. It's a continuous evolution of self. And I'll do this till I die. There's no product to reach or end destination. It's literally the the process of building that my focus is on. That is the purpose of life. Right. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Sedge, I just love like hearing, like I love like watching your content. It's a completely <laughs> different experience, like just listening how passionate you are. Because I, I can tell there's so much passion when you write, but when you speak, you speak from a place of authority, confidence, integrity, you know, someone who knows what's really like to go from you're down in the dumps to now being that king, you know, being that warrior, being that man of action who really wants to just not help improve your life and knowing that your life needs to be improved, but want to help bring along other men, whether that's five, 10, 20, a thousand, what have you. It's a beautiful thing because as you do that, you start to see, and again, I'm, I'm keeping myself somewhat restrained. If we do this live, man, oh my, I just let loose. <laughs> so oh. I'm, I'm trying to keep the volume and the energy to a, a podcast appropriate level. Right. You know, I, I think I've done pretty well so far. cursing down. So I've not sworn, <laughs> I've not yelled. <laughs> That's a good so point. We've been at this for 47 minutes. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying not to trip at the finish line, man. <laughs> and so I'm looking at this as just another way of when you go out and you have these discussions and you share yourself with them, <clears throat> the way I look at this, it's that you're talking about the one man, 100 men, 1,000 men. Yeah. It, one man 
properly impacted, like one man you make a genuine connection with and you help them improve their life, that man can go out and impact 10,000 men. Oh, without a doubt. And that that motivates the heck out of me. Yeah. That, that push, I'm trying. <laughs> that drives me oh, yeah, forward so energy, hard, man. dude, because I think about, similar to what you're saying about Eric Thomas, who I would go toe-to-toe with on motivation any day. I would love to just like, you know how like there are rap battles? Yeah. I would do a motivation battle against that man. Put me, oh. him, and Tony Robbins in a room. Dude, let's see who can motivate the audience. I will get them pumped. But look, that's like one of my like daydreams. Right. <laughs> Looking at this from the angle of just impacting men and doing what it is we do. You know, I know that that's why I still write. That's why I create content. That's why on my sub stack, I went a day from, from August 18th all the way until February 1st. A, a post every single day to create a swarm of content I could rely on to put out to the masses. And then now I can focus it and do, instead of like the machine gun, I'm making sure we're hitting everybody. The sniper rifle. Who are the main ideas out there? Or, or what are the main struggles? Right. What are the main issues? Now let's hit those specifically. And so you create the archive and then you go out and you get the specific topics. The family alpha, my blog, I created a huge archive. Now I'm focusing more on the podcast to have the specific discussions with subject matter experts. I've already written about fatherhood. I've already written about marriage. I've already done those things. So what I can do now is speak to a man who can bring new elements to that discussion or on the sub stack. I can write about new aspects on that specific thing that I see people struggling with. And so when you work it from that angle, it's very intentional to help those who need it most. Mm -hmm. And that's why you'll see as you go through this, the more episodes that you rack up, you start to speak about different things. And all of a sudden it evolves to where you realize they need to hear about this more than that. More, you know, meat and less sizzle. You can make very entertaining content, but it doesn't help anybody. Or you can make content that maybe doesn't have as many bells, whistles, and colors, but it will literally change a life. And that's, and that's the whole purpose of this is to help men become action takers again, versus just living mundane. And that's what, and I've learned already so much of this is the, I believe the 10th one, but I've already learned so much. Like I had, uh, you follow Nate Norman? No. All right. Well, he's a, he's a good guy that produces a lot of good content, but he talks a lot about the gray man, you know, the guy not living in color, the guy just living coasting through life. And like, that's just a concept that has really stuck out where you're just kind of coasting, you know, you're like, go to work, then you go home. And it's just like, oh, yeah, that was. So you said Nate Norman. I thought you said Nate Gorman. Oh, so sorry. Nate, Nate Norman. Norman. Yes. I had to all look right, it up. Right. I'm like, that sounds really familiar. So I checked his name really quick. Yes, I do all follow right, Nate. Norman. If I say Gorman, yeah. sorry, Nate, you're watching this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I definitely follow him. And, and I agree with you. You know, that's one of those things where many people. Like, like you just said it and it rolled off your tongue. There are, there are millions of men who don't even know they're in that loop. Yes. And here you are. It's so common to you. It makes so, yeah. and you say it to me. I'm like, yeah, dude, like, obviously I get it. Nate gets it. But these men out here, it's not that they're doing it intentionally. Right. They don't know. They need, they need a podcast like this to be like, oh crap, he's talking to me. Like that man is speaking. About, I'm in that loop. Wake up miserable, sleeping as long as you can go to work, drive home miserable. You relax at home by drinking or whatever it is, put on Netflix, right. then go to sleep then go back to work. Nowhere in there is there life satisfaction to be developed. Nowhere in there is there connection to your marriage. Nowhere in there are you becoming a better man. Nowhere in there is a focus on physical or spiritual fitness. Nowhere in there are you being the best man that you could be to live the best life you could live. You're just in a loop of redundancy without progress. And unfortunately, until someone, unless someone wakes you up from that, you're going to die inside that loop. Thinking that at 65 and retired, you can be happy. Right. That's why I love where you see this a lot too. It's like most people die at 30, they're just not buried to like 75. Exactly. And it's, 
I, I wrote a, a piece called, I think it was Hollowed Suits. It was like one of my earliest pieces because okay. you saw all these men walking around in these suits, but they were hollow. Like the, yeah. the man wasn't there. It's just a business suit to work and a business suit home. And there's nothing inside. There's no fire. There's no passion. There's no love. There's no masculine raw wanting to conquer. It just didn't exist. And so it's like, what, what are you? You're just a hollow suit. You know, you're, you're just a skin bag. But where's the man? Where's that fire being a man? Why is that gone? There's no reason for you to think that because you have a job in X, Y, or Z that you are defined by that job. You are a man. Act like it. Oh, man. We got we to gotta do a live segment at some point. Whether we're- oh, dude, I'm always done. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do something because like, I want to I see if just like raw, authentic, and real and where it's just like, we'll call it like the uncensored talk or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm done, dude. Be warned, the uncensoredness. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that one I'm just gonna let loose. <laughs> so as we kind of wrap up things here, first of all, thank you for all the knowledge. I mean, you've really helped me even grow today. And the one aspect I'm really gonna take away from this is really that vulnerability being there, more that connection piece. I mean, that's out of this entire thing, that's what's really one of the many things, but it's one of the top things that really stood out to me just in the conversation we had over the last about hour. So what would you what what's like what's the last like statement comment that you want to make to speak into someone's life today yeah i mean if you're listening to this that means that there's something about it that that pulled you to the content and kept you on the content and so if you're going to listen to content like this then you've got to understand that you you want to be better but you're not going to improve at all by sitting and listening to this podcast you're going to improve by ending this podcast taking what it is we spoke about and going forward in your life and applying it that's a, a critical element to this. And so whether you're listening to David Goggins, Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan, like all these guys educating you in these things, you know, Huberman Lab, you know, he's a big one that's recently popped up. Yeah. But this, we sit and we speak about all these topics. Nothing changes until you take it and apply it. Right. So take what we've spoken about today and go apply it. That's the greatest thing you can do for both of the Zacks here is to that's go right. out and be a better man. It's not about saying, oh, thank you so much, Zach. No, it's like, no. Go live your best life. That is the thanks. And if you're going to be that action taker, if you're going to be that man of action, in the comments below, put a hand up. Raise a hand. And so that way you're saying that you're going to be the difference. You're ready to reclaim your life. You're ready to go from inaction to action, and you're ready. Now you just need to do the most scariest thing in the world, but the most courageous thing. Remember, courage is when we face that which we fear. As one of the best movies ever made in Coach Carter, it's your light that scares you the most versus the fear. So I want to thank everyone for watching this. Go be that man of action. Go reclaim your life by starting today. Tomorrow's not promised. We all know tomorrow's not promised. So let's start today. Do the very best you can. Don't quit. Don't give up. And get 1% better each and every day. Again, my name is Zach Goodman. Got Zach Small on here. And you know what? The Zach attacks always bring the fire. And now it's time for that fire to be lit inside you for you to become the best version. Have a blessed day.